Hello, clean freaks. Welcome to another episode of the Don't Be Dirty podcast, the only podcast that teaches you all the tips and tricks used by pro cleaners to get your home or short-term rentals smell-free and sparkling clean. And as our community is growing, we talk about all things wellness, business, and many of the components that fall under the marketing umbrella. So you can not only keep the mess under control, but also bring balance into your life by using all these tools for your own benefit. My name is Pirina Chacon, and today we're going to dive into social media marketing with Bobby Wheeler. He is a social media coach specifically for solopreneurs that are just about to embark on their journeys and are looking to learn social media tactics, bring value and establish a presence online with authenticity. There's a lot more to say about Bobby, but um, yeah, I'll just let him tell you everything about what he's doing and his background. So enough said, here is what Bobby Wheeler had to say. Hi, Bobby. How you doing? Um, I wanted to say thank you so much for, for giving us the time for this interview. I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, how was your day today? <laughs> it was good. Thank you so much for having me on. It is such an honor to be on the platform here and be able to speak to your audience a little bit. So I really do appreciate it. But my day, my day was really good. Very awesome. good day so far. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, so I want to jump into like right like right away and ask you, um, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a bit about um, your background? What do you do? Um, and any details of your career as a marketer, as an entrepreneur as well that you like to mention? Yeah, for sure. Um, so a little bit about me. I have my background is actually in restaurant management. So I have a little bit of background in leadership and development, um, you know, holding confidence there, holding that space for a team. Um, so that's where my background comes from. And it led me into marketing because I realized I had a passion for people and a passion for being able to help people just get what it is that they desire out of their business. So that's a little bit of that transitionary period there is really understanding marketing. I've been, I've been understanding graphic design for a little bit, um, you know, in high school and things like that. And it just transitioned into me really, really diving deep into Facebook and Google analytics and kind of finding my passion there and being able to utilize that for business owners and help them in that confidence with that as well. Wow, that's very impressive. So you don't only know about, um, you know, you have like several, let's say, uh, skills in social media, because like, you know, about graphic design, you know, um, about the tools that you can use, and you know, you know how to teach people about social media. So it's a pretty, pretty uh, impressive, like, um, let's say, <laughs> uh, profile that you have, because it's very complete. Normally, I have met many marketers that they only focus on one thing or they only know about one thing. Let's say they only go about more about the creative side of things and others go more about um, the uh, the numbers or the ads or they focus about one specific thing. So it's, it's really nice that you have like an overall idea um, as a marketer. Um, I wanted to ask you, having experience in this area and, and, and on real estate, because I saw as well that you have ex experience there, which overall marketing strategies uh, would you recommend to rental owners to position themselves first from the competition and why? Mm. So positioning yourself first from competition is really difficult in marketing. And that's one 
one, I would say, hurdle that a lot of people don't really get over very easy. Um, so my my marketing strategies that I'd say I would recommend. Um, first, honestly, and it's the hardest one to do, 100% this is the hardest one to do, and it goes against everything that I say about, a social, about social media marketing as well, mm-hmm. is actually going and doing local outbound marketing, face-to-face, shaking hands, getting yourself known in that local area. So if you have rental properties, like, um, like for instance, like if you have an Airbnb and you're the owner of a company and you market yourself to businesses thereby, like really close by your, your rental property there, that becomes a referral network for you. That becomes a referral partner for you. So being able to hang up flyers or talk to people in the local area, maybe the local like hotels even, um, mm-hmm. finding parallel industries there is really big. And then like my, my next marketing strategies are just, you know, to go to the big dogs, go to Facebook and go to Google and start learning how to advertise on there or, or getting help in advertising that way as well. Well, that's interesting that you really uh, go for like as a first um, strategy to to really like go and grow your network personally. Um, yeah. Usually, people just go and jump into right into uh, just go and 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 try to like reach out people through um, digital marketing. So it's really interesting that you and it's refreshing to hear that. Um, and yeah. I wanted to ask you like, what do you think about traditional media now that you're uh, mentioning? Um, about going like and growing your network do you have any thoughts about traditional media let's say uh television or uh, newspapers do you have any thoughts about that around that i think there is definitely a market for it there is a um a lot of people think that there's a generational gap here um mm-hmm. but honestly and they, and they say that a lot in advertising but honestly for me the, and I was listening to your, your podcast episode with uh, James Hodge Green as well, and he kind of had a really good insight on it, um, that it is evolving. It's changing from your normal newspaper, like he said, was becoming your Instagram. But I honestly, I, I like to negate a lot of opinions when I talk about marketing because <laughs> I see a, a fresh new perspective on marketing. And I think that old school marketing is actually having a comeback. Just like in the 70s and 80s when, when certain clothing styles were in style, um, we haven't been able to see with the new age of technology, we haven't been able to see how those trends will repeat over time. And I do think that here, here shortly, old school media is going to be like old school advertising. I'm talking about like mail and postcards and billboards and like radio and television ads. I think they're coming back, but in a new different way. So instead of running an ad on a local television show or during your news broadcast, you're going to be, you know, paying for advertising on Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it needs to evolve. But I do think that those those old school marketing, they're going to come back. And I think that the ones, the marketers that see that and utilize that um, now are going to be well in advance here 10 years from now. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll yep, see as the we years will. pass, but uh, that's interesting. And um, what have you seen uh, that people might be doing wrong? Like, I'm sure you have treated a lot of people, you have talked to a lot of people that are um, starting out, they have an idea, they're entrepreneurs, they're young, they don't have a big budget. Um, yes. Which common mistakes have you seen that they do? I think if, if I could boil it down to one common mistake is that they're advertising for themselves and not for the consumer. So I'm going to break that down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. If you're taking notes, grab a pen and paper because this is really important. <laughs> if you 
are writing an ad or creating an ad or advertising in any way, which I'll argue face-to-face marketing is advertising as well. So if you are advertising yourself in any way for your business and for yourself, those two, your personal brand and your business brand need to be the same. You need to market them at the exact same time. Now, yes, there will be times where, where one is most important and the other one becomes more important later on. But big mistakes are, especially with posting on social media, not even advertising, just creating posts on, on social media. A lot of entrepreneurs find themselves sitting there wondering, what do I want to post today? And that's not, that's not the way that business is going to scale. It'll work at the beginning. It will work for you at the beginning to build an audience and things like that. But to be able to actually scale a business, you have to think about your end consumer. So if you're advertising for a product or if you're advertising for, for real estate or for, um, honestly, for anything, you need to think about the person that's going to be on the other side of that screen or the other side of that postcard or driving down the street looking at that billboard. What is it that they need to hear and talk about that that day and not the thing that you think that you want to to say to them because you're going to find yourself not utilizing the language of your customer or not understanding what it is that actually would convert them from someone who's just liking your stuff to someone that's loyal and would purchase it. Wow, that's interesting. So you basically will encourage people to first really know their audience. Would that be... I come from like a like a data analysis standpoint a lot of times, um, and a lot of that comes with market research. So understanding is your product something that someone is actually going to buy? Mm-hmm. Is your, for instance, is your Airbnb in a um, desirable location? And if it's not, you need to figure out what your perks are and what people find most attractive about your property or the area, or what are the local things that they're going to be going to do in that area, and build off of that to begin with, because that's your marketing piece that's going to set you apart from all of your competitors is actually understanding your customers. So for Airbnb, um, a lot of that, if you're an established Airbnb um, property manager or owner, um, those things are going to be polling your your previous um, customers. So people have stayed at Airbnb before. What were the things that they liked about it? What would you change? What are the things that you absolutely hated about the Airbnb? Mm-hmm. And also speaking to the customer service portion of it as well. Is there anything that you would have changed to... Um, to make this a better experience for you? Like, is there something else that I could have done or said or asked mm-hmm. and getting all of that data and then being able to utilize that, that market survey that you kind of did to enhance your advertising in the future. Nice. Would you go to the extent of like, uh, when you started out, uh, because you obviously had to learn so much at the beginning to create different yeah. personas, because I, I'm, I'm thinking like a lot of people also know that like at the first few months, even the first year, it's a learning experience, right? Because you, you're trying to collect as much information as possible. Would you, would you think at that first stage, would you create different personas with the people that you think might be interested on your product or in this case on your property? Um, would you go to that extent or, or, you, or you don't think it's necessary? I think it is necessary at first to really understand what it is that you're trying to do and what it is that you're trying to market. So I think that that your social media presence is super important, but also your audience that you're building is very important as well. Um, so yes, trying to get, as you say, personas, some people call them avatar avatars or ideal customers or clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but really knowing like a top 
top five people that you would love to work with or top five customers that you, you know that your product is going to serve the best. And I think building off of that point and then, like I said, polling your your current customer base or if you don't have any clients or customers at all, um, really understanding the competition is going to be what's going to set you apart from them later on and see kind of where they're missing the mark and where you can deliver on that as well. Now, um, I can't avoid to ask, what's your take on Airbnb or Booking.com or platforms like that? I, uh, do you have any inter interesting thoughts about the, these platforms or um, any other similar platforms that you have seen? Have you stayed in Airbnb before? Oh, yes, yes. I love Airbnb. <laughs> I, I prefer Airbnbs over hotels any day um, mm -hmm. because you, feel, you get that feel of home. And especially with my friend group, we have a large friend group, so we can't just go and, and get six hotel rooms. So we try to find a large Airbnb to kind of book out. Um, but I do think that the hotel industry is going to stay competitive with Airbnb. Mm -hmm. But I do, I do prefer Airbnbs over hotels. If that was your question, I think it's a it's a necessary um, transition as we develop as a society. Like. I do believe that it's something that is necessary and something that's relevant. Do you think you will ever book a hotel? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do okay. still book hotels for um, for certain things in certain areas, but I I do think that it's just because there's not the right Airbnb in that area. If I can't find one that I'm absolutely in love with, that's when I'll go to a hotel. Mm, that's interesting. So part of that, yeah, part of that might be a marketing problem for the Airbnbs that are that are local to that area. Got it. Um, so I saw that you were um, on um, in something called the Impact Show. Um, it was a summit for, oh, yeah, for speakers. Yeah. And I saw that you, you will be talking more towards about like building, I think, your confidence. I wanted to know more about, about, more about that and, and, and what, you, what do you basically talk there. Um, I just I thought it was very interesting that you were going more towards like um, helping people to be more confident. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I own and manage two different businesses all at the same time. So I do social media marketing and management. Um, I also work full time as a marketing manager for a company as well for real estate. Um, but I also am a confidence coach. Mm -hmm. So that's where the Impact Igniter show kind of came in. And Marcy is so great. Uh, the, the show, <laughs> I would guess you would call her the show host, Marcy Amaro. Mm -hmm. um, she has a background in education and she really understands like leadership and entrepreneurship and for me to be invited as a speaker on that I was so honored um, a lot of the speakers there I'm actually becoming really close friends with so speaking on confidence there um, confidence in general in my opinion is an innate skill mm -hmm. so it's something that you are born with and that really really helps resonate with um, entrepreneurship so with uh, property managers and things of that nature whatever um, whatever stage you are in your entrepreneurial journey it's really going to help if you really understand what confidence means and what it means to you because that's that's the difference between succeeding in your own eyes and succeeding in somebody else's. Those are completely different. But when you understand what confidence means to you, you can show up for yourself first and then for others second, and people will see and realize that. So I talked a little bit about that on her um, Impacting Tiger show. It was really good. Will you be doing more of that, do you think, or do you still do um, – um like let's say if someone wants to book uh, an hour or two hours with you um, to build their confidence, would that be possible? Is that something that you still uh, they currently do? Yes, yes, I do um, offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and consultations. Those are two different things. Now, my consultations more lean towards marketing um, for a business, but I do mm -hmm. 
I do love speaking to leaders, entrepreneurs, people with a higher path, like passion and responsibility for somebody else. So that could be educators and that could be managers, leaders, that could be moms and dads, families, someone who has a responsibility to another person to show up confidently. So one-on-ones are, are my jam. I love jumping on Zoom and talking to somebody for an hour or two hours, like you said, and really breaking down those generational curses or generational, um, I, I wouldn't say curses. It's more or less generational <laughs> weight that's on your shoulders of um, confidence that's kind of instilled in you as a child and kind of breaking those down and understanding what they really mean for that person right now. That's really nice yeah, of you. It's a good question. I like yeah, that. I can see why you like people so much and, and why yeah. also <laughs> and why also you went, because um, I feel like it's really connected with marketing as well. Uh, yes. And I can see how the both, you, how can you apply both and how can you help businesses in both ways. Like I think like many entrepreneurs as well, how that we think that they all have confidence, but some of them, they have like, their own securities as they go. So I think it's, it's really interesting that you um, kind of like mix both of these uh, skills that you have. Do you have yes. any, any other projects that, that you would like to talk about or, um, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have um, I have a big dream goal of this year of uh, speaking on 40 different stages, whether that be an actual physical stage in front of thousands of people or podcasts like this one. Um, so if any of the listeners on your podcast are actually podcast hosts themselves, I'd love to be invited as a guest. Um, that's one of my biggest projects. But my other project that I feel like is taking more prevalence is there's an app called Omnicourse, and it's, a, it's an audio e-learning platform. Okay. And I am a creator on that platform. And so I am doing my own podcast show kind of training, e-learning on there as well. So I would love to invite people to go follow me on Omnicourse as well. I've only got one episode out at the time that we're recording now. But it's a big focus for me for this year. But podcasts in general, um, those are the projects that I'm, I'm working on. And I'm also building a new, um, a new offer here with my confidence coaching as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see that play out. What's the name of the podcast again so people can go and follow yeah, it's an online e-learning course. It's called OmniCourse, O-O-N-M-N-I-C-O-U-R-S-E. Okay. And it, it's a subscription-based model, so it does, it does cost, but you get access to thousands of creators once we actually um, finish launching it. I'm one of the first 60 creators on that, on that platform. But once we finish launching it, it's going to be access to thousands of different creators there and being able to sit down and take notes. And it's almost like a... Like an e-learning platform like you had in school, if you did electronic it. learning in school, you, you're able to take notes and, and kind of work through things lesson by lesson and kind of go through there. So it's really neat. It's a really cool platform. That's amazing. That's cool. Awesome. Congrats, honestly. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. And like for the people that are listening and want to reach you out and they want to connect with you, what's the best way? Um, honestly, the best way is probably, I would say Facebook is definitely my biggest. Um, so you can go to facebook.com slash trulybobbyw. Um, I am trulybobbywheeler on Instagram, but my personal Facebook page is where I love to hang out. So if you guys want to throw a friend request my way, I'm sure that you can put it in the show notes down there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely able to accept DMs and talk to people. Like people are, people are my thing and conversations that matter are what is most important to me. That's awesome, Bobby. I am so grateful that honestly that you give us the time to talk about this, and I'm really, really like impressed about like your background and uh, all the details that you had to say. You answer all these questions like gracefully, honestly, and and also you give like different point of views. It's really refreshing. Um, thank, thank you so you. much.
All right. Oh, I appreciate it. It's definitely been a pleasure. Like getting on and speaking to a different audience every single day is something that I want to eventually be a, a really big part of it. So, and being able to help people, like I honestly think that my mission in life is to help people show up more confidently, whatever that is. And a lot of times that translates to business and entrepreneurship because it's not easy. You know that. And a lot of the listeners here, here know that as well. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's all about managing risk and being able to like be flexible in your schedule and manage other people sometimes. So it gets difficult. Thank you so much for your words, Bobby. Uh, I hope we can connect again soon. Uh, of course. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, 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 that brings us to the end of this episode. Don't forget to share with your friends and family or anyone part of the cleaning uh, rental industry or that is about to embark a journey as a, an entrepreneur that finds all this information valuable. Don't forget to rate us and let us know if you want to be part of the conversation. And yeah, don't be dirty. Until the next episode, everyone.